Hey guys, welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren, and today we are joined by another guest. His name is Christian, aka Vivo, and just another good conversation with a man proving me wrong about my ideas of men, and um, this is... I believe the last interview that I recorded where there was audio issues. So, truly hours of editing. (laughs) But, um, I think I did the best that I could. But, if you hear anything a little strange, you know the deal. Um, the Anchor app has basically told me there's almost nothing they can do to fix it. They're not really sure what the problem is. Um, so my recording style has changed, which you guys will hear soon. But for now, you know, just stick with me through these hard times. I think you guys are going to love and appreciate this episode. Christian came with so much honesty and really shocked me. Um, I had an image of who he was in my head, and he definitely surpassed that in this interview. Um, He is a music producer and a dope artist, which we talk about a little, but you guys should absolutely check out his page after you listen to this interview so that you kind of get to see that side of him as well. But that's it for now, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Hi, Christian. Hey, Lauren. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Got a cup of coffee here. I'm ready to go. Yes. So you are my only guest ever that actually has a recording studio, so you don't need to hide in a closet. <laughs> uh, I, I know the feeling, though. I uh, I worked in a lot of closets up until this point that I can actually build my own studio. So <laughs> there you go. So you were used to it either way. I know the struggle. <laughs> so How's first you- of all, I want to talk about how we know each other because I have one very crystal clear memory of meeting you and I'd like to see if you have the same one or any others. Oh, this so is perfect. I was friends with a girl in high school who was dating your cousin and I he's your cousin, right, George? That's my friend, but he might as well be my cousin. Okay, fair. <laughs> so it was his 18th birthday and the girl that I was friends with got him a stripper, like the whole thing for his birthday. <laughs> I forgot about the stripper, but yeah. <laughs> oh, how could you? What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, now that I remember her, she was pretty forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's unforgettable to me. <laughs> so that's literally where I remember meeting you. And I met you under, like, the way you were introduced to me was, like, that's Vivo. He's, like, a music producer. And I was, like, oh, my God. Um, And that's the memory I have of you. (laughs) That's cool. If that was your reaction, I appreciate that. (laughs) Yes, I was was so hype. And especially, I mean, not that it's not cool now, but when you're 16, you're, like, oh, my God, he's a music producer. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's. That's so funny because earlier today I was literally thinking the same thing. Like, how do we, how do we meet? How do we actually know each other? But, you know, we literally, I don't think I've ever seen you in person since that day. Literally. Right? All right, cool. And then we kind of just been social media friends since then. So this is pretty cool. I think this is the first time we ever actually spoke. Yes, it it is. I think maybe (laughs) we said hi to each other in that night and then that was about it. Right. (laughs) Um, So you impressed me because... When, okay, so a lot of people will send me messages saying, like, I'd love to be on the podcast. And I am truly open to having any human being under the sun on here. Mm -hmm. But I always like to ask, like, do you have something in mind that you want to talk about? Because Mm -hmm. 
I think some people think they just want to hop on a podcast. And if we don't have like a strong background or connection, I'd like to know, like, if you have a topic in mind. So when I asked you, I kind of thought I knew the answer and I thought it would just be about everything you've done with music because that's a lot of the we kind of connected on that because you've been doing your hustle you've watched me start this hustle and I think that's what we've talked a lot about recently yeah for sure and you hit me with oh well maybe we could talk about growing inside and outside of relationships and I was like oh oh well yes (laughs) well I'm I'm glad you like the subject matter (laughs) it was so good I was like yes and mind you talking about your music would have also been dope. Um, Appreciate that. Now, I do want to let you talk a little bit about that since we're here and we're kind of touching on it. So tell me first, like, who you are, what you do. All right. Uh, Well, everybody knows me by Vivo. Uh, I started making music when I was probably like 15 years old. I started working for a record label as a uh, recording and mixing engineer when I was about 19, 20. And I was there for about five years and I kind of branched out and opened up my own studio after that. Um, You know, I've opened up a couple of studios, you know, businesses that worked, some that didn't. And I'm in my final stage at this point. Right, right. So last year was, you know, uh, a pretty nice milestone for us in a lot of ways. Um, uh, I have a record label called Paper Brigade. Uh, We've been together as a group for over 10 years at this point. and and last year we saw like a crazy amount of streams feedback and just the momentum that i haven't seen up until this point so it just goes to show that all the work all the experience everything that i've learned i kind of you know keep putting it into play and everything kind kind of keeps adding up so at this point like i'm i'm gonna keep sticking with it you know like i it's what i love it's what i wake up and i'm excited to do every day Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, you've been doing this for years now, but did you struggle like when you weren't getting the streams that you wanted or you thought were the right number, let's say, have you had moments of being like, how long am I going to do this? Like, what do I do? Um, I think that out of everybody around me, I questioned it the least, but since everybody around me kept questioning it, you know, it makes you doubt yourself at the same time. So I definitely have had those moments, uh, you know, where you kind of, you, you lose creativity, you know, it's kind of like writer's block and you, you stop putting out content for a while. And, and then like that depression kind of gets to me. And then as soon as I put that depression into a track, it kind of turns the other direction. And whether or not that picks up any type of streams or momentum, it feels good. And I keep doing what feels good. And for me, like, Music really is an expression. Even if I'm working on somebody else's song, if I'm producing or recording or writing for somebody else, it's this intangible feeling that I get from it that nothing else in this life has really brought to me. I love that. And we've I've talked so much on this podcast about like that thing that kind of doesn't leave you alone is obviously your calling. So I'm glad to see that you've stuck it out this long and I can vouch for your music. Everything I've seen you come out with, especially in the last year, like you said, is sick so we will definitely be promoting your instagram and anything else you want to promote because i do want people to see that because you honestly have killed it awesome thank you yeah so now to get into this beautiful idea that you had um first of all are you currently in a relationship like what inspired you to come up with that topic uh no i'm single right now ladies No, but I, I am single right now. Um, you know, I was in a I was in a very healthy relationship last year. And I say that because I'm proud of that. Uh, I think that every relationship that I've been in kind of I, I learn from that experience and I grow from it and I make sure that I'm a better person stepping into the next one. You know, but to be honest, I'm not the type of person that kind of jumps from relationship to relationship. And a lot of people do that. Me, I've always had like you know, a span of like two, three, four years in between relationships. And within that time, I'm also growing. So when I do get into the next one, you know, like this, this, this relationship that I was in last year, um, I made sure to start it off on the right foot. 
because I realized in my past, one of my problems is the first thing I would tell a girl is I'm not looking for anything. I'm not looking for anything serious. You feel me? Yep. Yep. And I started to realize like what a bad move that is, because even if I'm not looking for anything, there's no reason for me to state that. Um, exactly. Because <laughs> a few months into it, I'm like, okay, I like this person and I want to make something serious out of it, but they already kind of have this mentality of, well, this guy's not looking for anything, so I'm not even going to Yeah, and that's such a good point you brought up because I think that's almost so much of the things we do as humans are really just fear-based. So I think a lot of times, and obviously women say the same type of shit, where we go into something and we're like, by the way, not looking to get into anything. And it's like, like you said, maybe that's the thought in your mind and that's okay if you truly are in that place but like you don't know what that's going to develop into so if you've now said that and then you really like this person that person even if you guys do go into a relationship that person will not forget that you weren't totally into it from the beginning right right and it's almost like you know i started to realize that all right so like you said it's it's fear-based right so my reasoning in my mind was I'm going to give this girl the heads up so that I don't break her heart in the future. You know, I don't want to hurt her. I'm looking out for her. Mm-hmm. Right. But in reality, you know, I'm just shooting myself in the foot because it's like, it's like telling any person like, look, I'm not looking for any new friends, but we can chill tonight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. You didn't need to say that. Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. If we stop talking, we stop talking. You know, so, you know, so going back to this relationship that I was in last year, like I said, I, 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 this was the first one I could say I finally started on the right foot. I didn't start with that bullshit saying I'm not looking for anything, whatever, because at the end of the day, you say you're not looking for anything and you're really just telling that person, I'm really not that interested in you, but I'm down to have fun, mess around. Exactly. You know, so, um, so this one was good, you know, and we had great communication Um, I've gotten to a point in my life, I'm 30 years old now that uh, I've realized the one thing that works best for me is honesty. And I'm just like a bluntly honest person and not bluntly in a way where I'm disrespectful to people, but more probably uh, blunt in the sense that I'm vulnerable, like, and that vulnerability doesn't bother me. I don't mind being honest about myself. Um, and, And because of that, you know, this you know, with, uh, with this past relationship, um, we kind of laid everything out in the open. You know, I had like, for example, uh, I met her through a friend of hers that I initially was hooking up with. And then four years later, me and her started dating. Spicy. Right. She (laughs) didn't, she didn't know that me and her friend were hooking up at that time, four years prior, but, but I let her know that like, yo, like, you know, remember when we met through your friend? Well, that friend, me and her, we were, uh, we were fucking at the time. <laughs> Honestly, that's so appreciated. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And to me, it's like, I'd rather just get that out in the open. There's no reason for me to hide something like that when it's, it's not really something that's, you know, uh, in my, in my mind, you know, going to affect our relationship or her respect for me. I mm-hmm. think, I think in that sense, I probably gained more respect from her. Yep. Um, so, you know, through that, uh, through my previous relationships before this one, you know, let's, let's give her a name. Her name is, uh, her name is Ashley. <laughs> Perfect. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at your name on the screen, Lauren Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so then, um, you know, so with this with this girl Ashley um we were very open and communicating um she lived about an hour away i live in miami she lives in west palm so we only saw each other every other weekend we were, we both worked a lot but this is the first time that i actually would call her every day after work and speak to her for an hour two hours on the phone before you know i i would get off of work hit the gym and then I go to the studio at night and this has been my life for the past 10 years. So she already knew that this was, this was my grind. And, uh, you know, just, um, I forget where I was going with this initially, but just that, that communication, the fact that we spoke so much and we kept up with each other so much, like it really, like, I don't know, it was growth. It, it was growth for me for sure. 
Now, ultimately, did that come to an end mostly because of the distance? Um, to be honest with you, I'm I'm not exactly sure if that played a if that played a part. Um, she uh, to keep it a hundred. Um, her all right. So her ex boyfriend's father had passed away. Oh, she told me about that. And she was like, look, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the funeral. I was really close with his family. I'm like, yeah, of course. For sure. Yeah. I'm like, I got no, pro- this is, this is real life shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the day before the funeral, I met her parents, mm-hmm. helped them, help them move into their new house and everything. Wow. And so the day, so I, I meet her parents the day after she goes to this funeral I don't hear back from her the entire day. The next day she calls me up, basically tells me that she kind of reconnected with her ex and wants to see where that goes. And well, oh, Ashley. Not, <laughs> not, well, not necessarily see where that goes, but, you know, it was like, uh, she told me, like, since she still has those, she kept it honest with me. And this is what I, what I respect about that situation. And, yep. and I can tell that she respected me to even, you know, to tell me the way that she did. She was like, look, I realize I still have feelings for him. So um, I don't want to lead you on. She's like, I'm not necessarily going to get back with him, but I think we should break up so that I'm not in between these two things. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. Totally. Yep. Yeah. And like you said, honesty, I'm getting to this point in my life where I want to like shake people. I'm like, what are you doing besides being honest? Because it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, when people are not honest, I don't get it. Yes. I like, I truly, the older I get, I get it less and less because to me, the only like type of dishonesty I can relate to is it's like very childlike to be dishonest in my opinion, mm-hmm. because like, Ooh, you're scared of getting in trouble. You're scared <laughs> of someone being mad at you. And it's like, that's very childish. And it's crazy that you can tell someone over and over that there is no truth that is worth than a lie and they still think that they're like protecting you by not being fully honest right right and so disrespectful to the other person because you're essentially deciding for me that i cannot handle things right (laughs) and it's like i assure you i can handle any literally any kind of honesty and then i cannot handle any kind of lie like and to me the smaller and more stupid the lie, the more suspect I am of you. Because if you're lying about weird little shit, yep. you're for sure not being honest when it comes to something serious or bigger. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, you're you're going to base your judgment on somebody on their actions. So, you know, of course, if somebody lies to you about something stupid, like you said, then you're automatically going to assume that they would lie about anything else. Yeah. And the way Ashley ended the relationship, obviously, it's not like this is what people don't understand. It's not that honesty leads to like, always like happiness and amazing things. Like obviously, in this instance, honesty led to the end of a relationship. I'm sure you were hurt. I'm sure she was hurt. But like, everyone knew the deal. Like she could have easily come up with any dumb excuse. Like, Mm -hmm. and like you, you said it perfectly, it showed her respect for you. It showed that she knows you're not dumb. So we're not going to do this weird thing of making up excuses that don't make sense. Right. And at the end of the day, I know it was hard for her to be honest about that. Like that sucks to have to tell someone, damn, I saw my ex and apparently I still have feelings for him. Right. And listen, I, <laughs> it's so funny because um, the relationship prior to her, it was a, a very similar situation. Um, she, Except this time around, she was cheating on me with her ex mm-hmm. and was keeping it a secret. And, you know, suspicions led up to me finding out. And that shit broke me. Yep. You know, when it's when I, t- I and, it, and it's funny because like, I got told it from the jump. I was like, look, if you're going to cheat on me, just leave me <laughs> like a hundred percent. Like I do not. Let's talk about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this, um, I forget his name, but him and his wife are like kind of like a social media couple and they make like really honest videos where they both just like completely talk about everything in front of each other, which is amazing to see. And they had this whole episode about 
monogamy. And obviously there's mixed reviews on if we're meant to be monogamous and all this other thing. So as a man, what is your view on that? Honestly, not what should be the right answer. What is your honest opinion? I think, uh, I think monogamy is powerful. Um, in, you know, in all honesty, I've never cheated on any of, uh, any girl that I was dating. You know, if we were officially dating, if I'm single and I'm just, I, I could have, you know, a couple girls, but if I'm officially in a relationship, I've never cheated on a girl. And, um, you know, in my, in my mind, this is, this is just me, you know, I believe highly in karma. So I'm not cheating on that girl because I don't want her to cheat on me. I know how karma comes back around when I'm actually in love with the girl that I'm supposed to be with. That's just going to end up fucked up because of my past. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So that's the way that I view it. I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a selfish thinker. So I think of everything and how it's going to affect me. So like karma is a very selfish view. It's like, I do good things because I want good things to come back to me. I don't do bad things because I don't want bad things to come back to me. So karma, if you think of it in a selfish way, could work for you. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's very fair and very honest. And I think ultimately a lot of us think that way. I know I, think about karma frequently and I'm like oh don't do it (laughs) now I've had this conversation with Mm -hmm. guy friends and I always watch them like get very uncomfortable so I want to do the same thing to you um okay so this is my I think all of us are still kind of young so none of us have been in 10 15 20 year relationships so we can't really imagine what that's like when it comes to like that feeling of monogamy and being tempted and being bored or whatever. So my view of how to handle that. And I got this from a person who ended up actually being a piece of shit, but he had a great idea. And his idea (laughs) was that in a relationship, there should just be a kind of communication that even those of us who like honesty shy away from this level of honesty, because it's like literally painful. But let's say, you're with someone in 10 years down the road, there's that person at work and you just feel that some shit is occurring. Like we've all been there. You start connecting with someone and you're like, "Uh Oh, um, you need to go home and tell your partner. I'm literally feeling this way. I think it could be because you and I haven't been spending time together. You and I haven't been intimate. You and I haven't been connecting whatever it is for you. But I literally think those types of conversations had have to be I like had. that. Could you handle that? If your girl comes home and says, Billy from work is really attractive to me right now. And I'm having these feelings of wanting to hang out with him, of wanting to maybe be intimate with him. How do you handle that as a man? I don't know. I really, I I, honestly, I would, I would appreciate that honesty. um, Because I, if I go back to uh, my cheating ex-girlfriend, after she cheated on me, I did a lot of self-reflecting. So I started to think, all right, what led to this? You know, she's not a bad person, you know, like she did, she made a a bad decision. She did, you know, a harmful Mm -hmm. decision. Um, But what led to that? Why did we lose that spark? Why did we lose uh, that connection? What was I doing? What, who was the person that I, that I became within that relationship? You know, and I started to look, look at myself like, damn, you know what? She was really good to me up until then. (laughs) And And I didn't, yep. uh, I, I didn't reflect that. I didn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't reflect that same love and appreciation that she was showing me for a while. And, you know, me coming to that realization made me not hate her. Cause I'm like, I, right, it's not necessarily your fault. I was like, I don't like the way you went about it. You know, I wish you would have just told me like, look, I'm, I'm losing attraction to you. Uh, and I'm, or I'm, or like you said, I'm gaining attraction towards this other person and let's either talk it out and figure it out and see where we go from here or let's, let's end it, you know? But I think I'm, I'm at the point now that I, I'm not, I wouldn't get hung up. Like, you know, when, uh, quote unquote, Ashley broke up with me, <clears throat> I was like, all right, cool. Literally, literally that was my response was, all right, cool. And she was like, no, it's not cool. And she started crying. And I was like, 
Girls don't like yeah, it when you're that. I, I was a little too cool about it, but I, I had to be, you know what I'm saying? I had to suck it up real quick. And I was like, all right, well, if that's what it is, that's what it is. But, you know, she, she started crying and started breaking down. Like, you know, it, it's, you know, all of her feelings, how she, how she feels about me and, and all of that. And those, those are high level, level of respect there. And, you know, like I, and because of uh, the, the previous relationship where I got cheated on, I was asking her like, yo, was I good to you? Like, uh, you know, did I, did I treat you bad? Like, wh wh what was I missing? You know, things like that. Like, not even comparing myself to him, because it's not about that. It's just me. Am I a good person? And I want to, like, self-check myself. Like, like basically, like, an exit interview from a job. Like, you know. I love that. <laughs> Make sure I go into the next job prepared this time. You feel me? Amazing. Okay, so... Well, you just said so many good things. Okay, so first of all, the fact that you went back and were able to reflect after being cheated on is very powerful of you. So first of all, there's no debating. She did the wrong thing, like period. Whether you were terrible to her or great to her, she did the wrong thing. Because if someone's not treating you correctly, you just have to vocalize that or leave, whichever one you want. Um, so she did the wrong thing. But I think that's something that gets overlooked a lot especially when you're talking about women, if a woman cheats, more than likely it has something to do with her current relationship. Something is lacking. Not that women aren't sexual creatures because we absolutely are, but normally when we're in love with one person, we're good there. We, we don't have that um, innate tendency that men might have to go outside of the relationship. And that's not speaking negatively. That's literally in our evolutionary brains. But if a woman does that something was missing in the relationship for sure like and it could just be that not even that you were terrible just that maybe you guys just stopped spending time together right. you guys got too comfortable something like that is always behind right. a woman cheating so that's very powerful that you're able to i'm sure while you were very hurt and pissed off that you were still able to do that reflecting because again you could take that to your next relationship because no matter how one relationship ends, even if it was quote unquote, the other person's fault, there was still a ton for exactly. you to learn there. No exactly. matter what. I forget who said it, but, um, it, uh, some athletes said that, uh, you know, every, every, every loss is a lesson at the end of the day. And if, and if you, and if you don't yep, take it like absolutely. that, then you're just a loser. Yep. Now I have a question about, your use of the word growth. So that is everyone who has a developed sense of emotional intelligence is usually focused on self-awareness and growth. Like that is the right. ultimate life path underneath whatever else your life path is career wise, family wise, like the bottom of it should be growth and self-awareness always. Now, what does that look like for you? Because I've seen so many different versions of this and I've seen people, I think ev literally, I think every single person on the planet, if you ask them would say, yeah, of course I want to grow. Of course I'm doing that. But then if you ask what they're doing to get there, there's nothing really happening. So you don't just grow from thinking right. it. Like you don't grow because you say, I want to grow. You grow because you do, you do something. So what does that look like for you? Um, that's a great question. All right. So at the same time that uh, that this that this girl had cheated on me and we broke up was probably the roughest year that I had ever. I was going through a lot of things at the same time. So besides besides her uh, cheating on cheating on me and leaving me, um, I had sold my car. Um, so I had I had no car. I lost my job. Um, couldn't pay rent. So I had to move back in with my mom for, uh, I think it was close to a year at that point. Um, I broke yeah. my right wrist. So I, <laughs> and I'm oh, right-handed. So everything that I would do, brushing my teeth, tying my shoes was impossible. And I had to, I had to relearn how to do everything with my left hand, uh, all the while, um, you know, living at my mom's house and feeling like a piece of shit. Honestly, that was the lowest I've ever felt about myself. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I was I was there for, like I said, for a few months. And 
there was a day that my mom sat me down and she's like, I need to talk to you. I was like, what's up? She's like, you have been an asshole. She's like, she's like, she's like, you suck. She's like, I don't, I don't mean to say this for any reason, but that <laughs> you suck. I love her. She literally told me, she's like, you're an asshole. You've been an asshole to me, to, to your family, to, to everybody. She's like, she's like, I've been over here taking care of you while you're healing up, driving you to, I got a new job at the time. So I'm driving you to work and everything and letting you stay under my roof without paying rent. And I'm like, and she kind of just like went at me and I just sat there, listened to her. And when she was done, I was like, you're right. And that was, that was really all I said was like, you're right. I'm sorry. And from that, literally from that moment forward, I changed my mentality. Cause I was like, I was like, I realized like I'm attracting all of these negative things that are happening because I'm in such a negative place mentally. I was like, I need to change that, you know? And the first thing I wanted to do was make sure that my mom knew that I appreciated her. So once I got that, like, once I got that small, uh, idea was like all right let me make sure that my mom knows i appreciate her things started to look up for me little by little and i got my shit together and that was the rock bottom that i kind of needed and i've been on the up and up since now where do you get these ideas from of like okay asking your cheating partner what you did wrong or with ashley the exit interview like where do you get ideas like that from? Because that's an evolved state of thinking. So do you read things? Do you watch videos? Like, do you meditate? Do you literally spend time reflecting? Like what, how does you, how do you um, get there? I read a lot. Um, I read a lot. I couldn't tell you exactly which book that was from, but I do, I have read a lot of uh, self-development books throughout my life. Um, I want to say uh, around that time, I was probably reading... Uh, a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, um, which if you haven't read that, it's very good, very simple, straight to the point. Um, but what I would say is, yeah, it's 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 a lot of uh, a lot of the reading that I did, but more than anything, um, it's just self reflection. For me, I have to when I feel myself in a depressed state. It's from you get depressed by 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 staying stagnant. So if you're if you're laying on the couch and you're on that couch for 10 hours, you will just remain stagnant. You will remain in that state of mind, in that feeling. But if you get your body moving, it will literally change. It's like when they tell you, like, if, you, if you're feeling sad, force yourself to smile. And, if, and it always sounds stupid. And I never, I'll be honest with you, I've heard that so many times and I don't think I've ever tried it, but I know it works because of the fact that if you get your body moving, then you literally change your feeling. You change the state of mind that you're in. So I start to focus on yep. hitting the gym, working out, running, playing basketball, because basketball is my outlet. Um, and when I start to do these things and I start to feel my body uh, physically improve, you know, changes the uh, the feeling or the state of mind that I'm in. Um, so when I bring it back to, uh, you know, the the idea of the exit interview, I couldn't I couldn't tell you exactly where I got that from. Um, but I can say that, you know, when it came to like the uh, the cheating ex-girlfriend that I had, um, I really, really reflected on myself more than anything. And I don't and I, I know it's because, you know, when you're when you're feeling when someone makes you feel that way and you're feeling that down in yourself, you're feeling like, you know, like I, I felt like a piece of shit. Like I felt like, damn, like it's, it, I blame myself. I blamed myself more than I blamed her, you know, because blaming her wouldn't do anything. It's literally like that, that relationship is over. Yep. Probably never going to talk to her again. So there's nothing I could do other than like look within and be like, all right, how, what can I get from this? And I started to like, just really reflect on the relationship and, you know, think about, and I didn't treat her bad, not at all. Like I'm, I'm a very, like, I'm a very laid back person. I don't yell. Like we, I don't argue. Like literally there was nothing that we argued about. Um, but I also became very, um, I, I became very stagnant, you know, and just like, 
the, the relationship wasn't going nowhere. And I wasn't, we weren't going, I wasn't taking her out. I wasn't doing things. You know, she would come over, we watch TV and then we go to sleep and, you know, and that became the routine. And, yep. you know, it wasn't a, I wasn't bad, but also wasn't good. It was very boring. So I could completely understand this, like why she wouldn't want to be with me. So I looked at that and I'm like, all right, well, I don't want to be a boring person to myself either. So during the time that I was single after that, I made sure to make sure that I love myself, that, you know, that I am happy by myself because I think that's the most important thing is like you, you, you got to be happy by yourself before you're happy in a relationship. If not, you're leaning on that person to bring you happiness. Absolutely. And that is like the trap that everyone falls into and it leads to. Yeah, Horrible. I mean, you're, you're expecting something out of somebody that is not their responsibility at the end of the day. A hundred percent. Now, so, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Um, if you've ever listened to my podcast, I'm very harsh on men. And that's what I've realized is that it just happens to be the men that I have placed myself around because I keep through my podcast, I keep connecting with men that like come on the podcast or just reach out and like there is such thing as evolved men um and it just like blows my mind like just the way you're talking i'm like where did he get that from like it's like it seems impossible but i'm learning that it's really just the company you keep at the end of the day and i wanted to know if your family has had any impact on the way that you think so is your family do they have uh, like an open form of communication? Have they focused on and been open about mental health or relationships? Like, is that where, do you have anything to kind of lend to them that they kind of um, caused this? I, w I wouldn't say that, you know, we, like with, with my parents that I had uh, an open line of communication when it came to relationships or anything like that. What I can say is both of my parents were very loving like very, very loving. And they still are, you know, my dad still hugs me and kisses me on the cheek. Like I'm 10 years old, you know? Um, and my mom is one of the most caring, loving people in the world. And she treats my friends the same way. So, you know, I, I, I definitely would hand that upbringing to it more than, you know, the actual like knowledge that I gained from them. Um, Cause I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, like, I, I honestly think that I learned, you know, how to, uh, how to handle myself within relationships, just so, um, you know, when I was younger, you know, through college, you know, you think you're a player, and I'm over here, I'm over here thinking that numbers, yeah. you know, and bragging about it is what's cool. And then, you know, yeah. I got older and realized that I felt bad about the way that I looked at women and the way that I, you know, that I probably made them feel about themselves. And that became important to me. Like, even if I have a one night stand, like, I guarantee you that girl had uh, th that girl probably walked away with uh, with confidence, with good self-esteem rather than the opposite of, you know walking away feeling used or whatever it's I, I you know I don't have a one night stand with a girl that I don't personally like like I have to be able to have a conversation with you and that, yeah That's so important to talk about because I think I think the only not it's not true but I think a lot of people think that the only healthy version of intimacy or sex has to happen like within some kind of relationship where you've known each other forever and there is such thing as having a healthy sex life with one-off partners especially right, if you're both right. respecting and these each are things other. that even if it's literally it's only for three hours one time um because like that um the the idea of just like you know the, these girls thinking a certain way about me negatively afterwards started to affect me. I was like, I, I like leaving a good impression on everybody, you know? And it's it's not that I'm over here being a, a, a different person that I am. It's more so that I'm actually, if if it is, and mind you, I, I'm not really into one night stands anymore. It may happen, 
you know, but it's, it's not, it's not my thing. Never really been my thing, but it happens. Right. But let's just, let's just say, you know, um, that first of all, in order for me to be attracted to a girl, it's more than physical. Like we, we have to be able to have conversation and, um, and that, and that always leads to me being honest and they'll probably learn something about me that, you know, most people don't know during that time. And, 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 you know, we might, and at the same time, I've kept in touch with these girls, uh, you know, some of these girls as well. So it's not like, you know, like delete my number and block me. Nah, it's, you know, we, we had a little connection. Uh, it panned out to turn into sex that night. And since then we've been friends. Yes. And that's so undervalued or looked down upon. So I'm glad that you figured out a healthy way to manage that because it can be perfectly healthy and perfectly normal. So now I want to ask about friendships, Mm -hmm. male friendships. I get confused with men and their friends because very often there's a man who by himself. If you talk to him, hang out with him for a day, he's so smart. He's incredible, honest, mature. And then he gets around the boys and the brain exits the body. And they do things that I don't think align with who they are. Like there's this inability to say like, oh no, I'm good. Okay. Okay. So guys are out to dinner and a guy tells you, oh, I'm going to dinner with the boys. And then maybe they've told you during the day or at some point, like, I'm so tired. I'm just going to do dinner. I'm going to be home after. And then at 5 a.m. they get home. And I'm like, how interesting. And it's like, oh, because the boys, they said and they asked me. And I'm like, what? I literally can't relate. Like, girls don't do that. Like, if a bitch comes to dinner tired, she leaving. Like, if all the girls go out, (laughs) the tired girl will go home. (laughs) Like, I feel like girls just have better boundaries. Like, there's no like peer pressuring within a girl group. Again, usually I don't want to make blanket statements. It seems to be like an issue where men can't say no if they're with their friends, even if they literally truly do not want to do something. Do you experience that? I have a, a pretty mature group of friends, you know, um, but I think it's, you know, not only the. Uh, and it's it's pretty crazy because like my close circle I've known for close to 15 years at this point. Um, but what I can tell you is that me myself, I have I have never been the type of person that gives into peer pressure. Like peer pressure just doesn't affect me. If somebody says like like just the other day, um, you know, I was drinking and I like to drink black label on the rocks. That's my go to. I could sip that all night and I'll be fine. And I'll wake up the next day feeling great. I'll go to work. Right. And I had, and then there was this one girl I'm yep. friends with, uh, was like, Hey, we're taking shots. And she's pouring up tequila. And I'm like, I'm good. Like I'm, I held up my glass. Like I got black label. I'm not, I'm not trying to mix too grown for that. <laughs> and she hit me real quick with the pussy. <laughs> and mind you, mind you, a guy calling me a pussy. <laughs> I don't care. Girl calls you a pussy. It stings. <laughs> <laughs> Things a little bit. <laughs> so, but you know, my my reaction was I kind of put up the 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 Jay Z rock diamond sign, and I was like, "You could call me Hove." Yeah, to me, it's like, perfect way to I, handle I don't, peer pressure. I, I don't care. I don't give in to peer pressure. Uh, I think it um it, it shows to the uh, the person that I am that you know you you could tell you could try to tell me call me anything. But if I made a decision, like I'm gonna stand by the decision, you know, if I decide to do something is because it's because I made that decision. It's not because I felt like they were going to make fun of me or they're not going to like me. Fuck that. You know, Um, now, as far as (laughs) so as far as uh, your situation, uh, you know, this guy. Did this did this guy keep up with you at any point in the night to let you know like yo I'm I'm actually gonna be staying out late or whatever or he kind of just showed up at five a.m. Yes, yes, but it was a constant pattern of like it was always more than it was supposed mm-hmm. to be, and it, this could be two things. This could be that someone just didn't want to be honest and say the full plan from the beginning, 
But then there was the other side of it of like, I'm super tired. So again, this goes back to the very first thing we talked about where I don't get dishonesty because who cares right. what you're going to do? Right. Just say. Yeah, I'm, I'm the type that if I'm going to go to the strip club with my friends, I'm going to let my girl know. Like, yo, I'm heading to the strip club with my friends tonight. Yeah. And that's that's literally the best thing you can do. And then obviously it's up to every person what they can handle and not handle. And if someone is not down for that, okay, beautiful. At least they know right. what's it, up with if, you. And if, then you can I'm know told, what's up with them. like, yo, I don't like that, uh, then, yeah, at that point, I can make that decision of, like, is it worth it for me to go? Or do I really not care about this girl? Being proven on this podcast that it's really just some individuals that I know, mm. and it's not the entire gender that's an issue, which is so, yeah, nah. like, and like it's you know, such good uh, news. My, my closest <laughs> friend, like, he's, me and him are very, very similar, so... Um, you know, he, he's very, he's got, he's in a very, very healthy relationship right now. Like I love his girl. She's amazing. And they're great together. And, you know, they're engaged and I'm happy as fuck that they're engaged. And, uh, you know, I look at that, like, you know, I'm, I'm not over here thinking like, oh, I'm 30 years old. I need to get married soon. Not at all. If I never get married, I'll be, I'm sure I'll be okay. Like that's, it's not necessarily in my plans or out of my plans. Like I literally, I, I, I ride this wave we call life and, you know, and I'm, and I'm steering as much as I can, but I'm not, I'm not really too worried about these, uh, these labels or these milestones that society kind of places. Like for me, it's like, my life is great right now. And I don't need to compare it to anybody else's. If I had a kid at this point, which I have plenty of friends that had accidental kids, it's, it's scary. Oh, and, God, and at it's the same so time, scary. nobody's getting married. So you're having, <laughs> so everybody got a baby mama and you already know that comes with drama. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah. And like, I think something that, cause I have felt days where I fall for that trap and I'm like, Oh no, how old am I? What am I doing? And then if you just take one second to ask yourself where that's coming from, you will literally, see, you'll see yes. that the reasons are external. So, oh, because everyone else is that. And because my friend just did this. And because, oh, that wedding next summer. Like, it, right. it's never and because you, know what? That's, you want to. I was, uh, I feel like anytime I get into that conversation with a girl, um, you know, the initial response I get is like, yeah, you're not worried about when you have kids because you're not a woman. Which um, I know, which I know I is mean, a factor. Don't get me wrong. I completely understand that. Yeah. Yeah, but, there's a piece you know, of like, that. but that, but I, I feel like that, you know, shouldn't necessarily be the mentality because putting stress on something kind of pushes it away even more. A hundred percent, especially with men. Like to constantly be on someone about something like that. I think it's across the board for every human, but I think especially men do not respond well to that. If you're stressing about the fact yep. that I don't have kids, That's true. I'm, I'm this old now and I only got X amount of years left before that type of stress is not going to make it it's not going to bring it to you if you know how the 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 law of attraction works then you know that that is the opposite of what you should be doing yeah yeah when you focus on the lack of it just continues to give you the lack of (laughs) and like i think every girl can relate to this like not every girl but girls who like myself Mm -hmm. i am not ready for any of the above marriage or kid but you go to a wedding and for one day you're upset you're like "Eh, i'm like not married and then the day (laughs) passes and you're like okay we good so it's like you have to just keep yourself like you have to remember what's coming from internal and what's external and i think we get that crossed a lot especially in a world where everything is social media and all you see is kids and marriages and all you see is the positive side of it it looks so magical and cute and really, this couple is choking each other out on the other side of the screen, and they're not having a good time, and the kid's throwing up on the right. shoes. It's not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's just nothing to compare yourself to. Like, And I think a lot of the times people get stuck on those things if they're not fulfilled right, in right. their which passions brings us or back career. to the main topic, which is growth. And, you know, things in life, come to you when they they will come to you at the right times when you are ready for them and you know i like right now you know i've been 
I feel like I am at a point of, you know, maturity and uh, emotional intelligence and just uh, and just like just my overall uh, understanding of uh, life and relationships and, you know, what I want out of my career and things like that, that I'm so ready for a relationship, but I ain't looking for it either. I have a void where I'm like, oh, I need this. I'm more like, I'm more, my mentality now is like, I know what I deserve now and I know what's coming to me. I was always closed off to relationships. And now I'm at a point right. that I'm like, I'm not looking for it, but I'm, I'm very open for it. And I know when I meet that one girl, I'll be like, ah, this is going to be good. And if it lasts, it lasts. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm going to enjoy that moment. And like, I think there's a big difference between being open and desperately wanting. And that's what people right, have to like right. figure out the balance of. Like you said, it's, you got, you got to attract things the right way. You can't be attracting the lack of something. It's been literally magical. I am so glad we did this. Like you, your message blew me away. This conversation I'm blew me even further away. <laughs> so I appreciate you coming on. I see us doing this again. We can come up with some other fun topics. Uh, thank you for positively representing your gender because <laughs> oftentimes I talk a lot of shit. So I want to end this by letting you tell people where to find you, where right, to find sure. your music. I mean, you follow me on all social media platforms at Turn Me Up Vivo. Like you're turning up that volume knob. Turn Me Up Vivo, V-I-V-O, V as in Victor. Um, you can also follow Los Brigados. All of my music that I release as an artist is under Los Brigados. Uh, we make hip hop. It's very fucking cool. I produce the majority of it. Um, I love what I do. And we got some cool videos out too. So you should check that out. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. We on all that.